the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The world is a complicated place. You need someone to expose the political fakers, fixers, and takers, and to cut through the mindless chatter and misdirection to help you make sense of it all. That person is Dan Proft, and this is The Dan Proft Show. Welcome to The Dan Proft Show. This is Jim Uriel filling in for Dan. Um, in case you guys don't know or remember me, I've filled in for him before. I'm a, a, a market analyst, a trader. I have been for nearly 35 years. Uh, you may have seen me before on CNBC or other media outlets, which I've been doing for about 20 years. Um, I mostly trade stocks, rates, currencies. Uh, this is a completely fortuitous day to, for me to be sitting in for Dan because of what's happened recently in the bond market. Now, this is frustrating for me at parties for my friends who aren't in the finance world. And I know this isn't a finance show, so I'm trying to, to boil it down for people who might not be paying much attention to it because you might have looked at the stock market this week and said, okay, you know, the one day it was down 3%, big deal. It's not a huge deal. What happened, I cannot underscore enough what ha- how big a deal it was what happened in the bond market and the fact that the bond market is screaming at the government that pandemic lockdowns must end. And I'm not, I'm not making this up. I'm, trying to not, I'm not making a connection where one doesn't exist. The connection is very easy, and all it is is one or two layers underneath the surface. So bear with me for a second. So in, over the last few years, there's been something called modern monetary theory that's come to the surface, which basically means that governments can spend – the, the, the issue of the currency, the United States government can spend as much money as it wants because all it has to do is print money. And we you know, previously before uh, Barack Obama and the Trump administration, you know, we had a, a national debt that was about 12 trillion dollars lower than it is right now. And right now it's about 29. And by the time I finish this conversation, it's probably going to be 30. But anyway, the, the whole point of it was is that we could print as much money as we wanted, provided that we didn't see signs of inflation. Because um, when we did see signs of inflation, then we'd quickly raise taxes on the wealthy to pull liquidity out of the system and and then rein everything back in. It, it's a nonsense theory. The, and the worst part about this theory is that it kind of works a little bit. And it's kind of right because the U.S. dollar is uh, and our debt is backed by all the resources of the United States. And we could conceivably have a hundred trillion trillion dollar debt. The problem is, is that the government, the Federal Reserve is awful at spotting inflation. Anyway, back to the pandemic. When we instituted the pandemic lockdown policies that started about a year ago this week, it's kind of scary. It's been a year. There's no way. Lockdowns like this had never happened before. So there was two things that were completely imperative to allowing the government to lock us down. One is the existence of the Internet. If it was 30 years ago and people couldn't conduct as much business as we do online, that we, we probably would have never had a lockdown just because the economic ramifications would have been, you know, tenfold what they are now. The fact that a lot of people can continue working and our our economy continue not humming along, but limping along at at a much reduced pace because of the internet. Now, the second thing, and this is the thing that's the most important, which I want to talk about, is the government and the Federal Reserve believed that they could throw as much monetary stimulus at the problem 
to counterbalance the negative effect that the lockdowns were going to have. And to a certain degree, they were right, but they were always just going to be right up until the time that they're wrong. Now, the, the government has this bad history, the Federal Reserve, I mean, of being able to identify inflation. Prior to the Internet, it was probably a lot easier. They just had their basket of of goods, the CPI, they'd look at it. So now I think they're stuck in this archaic. I joke that it's the Wonder Bread Inflation Index, and it's a very complex system where they call different grocery stores and ask what the price of Wonder Bread is. And if the price of Wonder Bread hasn't gone up, guess what? There's no inflation. So they're concentrating on that, and they're missing that over the last year, certain things have screamed higher. Bitcoin, and I'll get to that in a second, lumber, and there's partially a fundamental reason for that as well, but also copper, um, you know, dozens of other commodities are flying higher. Now, the government looks at what's called the dollar index, which is essentially supposed to be a basket of currencies, but over the years, it's kind of just melted away to basically 75% of it is the dollar measured against the euro and the yen. Now, there's a reason that this is significant. So if the if the government keeps, and I'm sorry if this is and I know this show is normally not about finance, but I'm telling you, man, this is such a big deal, and it's such a big deal to our lives. And I apologize if I'm boring anyone. I swear to God, I'll do something. I'll sing a song or something a little later to make it more exciting. But the, the government has been missing inflation, so they continue to keep interest rates at zero, and they continue to run up these astronomical debts and deficits to the tune of about $6 trillion, just, well, Three three and a half trillion just in the uh, since the pandemic began, and we're talking now about throwing another one point nine trillion dollars at the problem, and that is a is a deal that seems like it's going to be signed off on relatively quick. Now, the problem with all of this is inflation. Now they look at the CPI, like I just said, and they also look at the dollar. They make the mistake of looking at the dollar against the euro and the yen, which is the basket of currencies called the dollar index. Okay, guess what? That's being measured against two other currencies that also are deeply flawed, much like the dollar is. So I was just talking to an extremely prom- prominent government economist who uh, the other day said, you know, I, you know, it's only down 9%. I said, yeah, it's down 9% against the euro and the yen. Look at it against other things. Look at it against Bitcoin. And the notion was, huh, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because Bitcoin, what we started seeing in Bitcoin, the move from $4,000 to $50,000, I think it's off a little bit today, is a mistrust of government um, currency policies. And the currency is lower than it appears based on this. Now let's try to wrap this all back up to the pandemic. So the pandemic, we locked down everything. We it, we did things that in a, in a prior times would have absolutely destroyed the economy to the tune of, you know, 100% of economic activity. But now they believed they could make everybody whole. They could just print money. I mean, they're not... We're not the government wasn't borrowing money for much of this. They're just printing it. So if you think about it, let's just say, you know, if there's 10 trillion dollars of U.S. currency floating around out there, if all of a sudden they just created two trillion dollars more, well, then it would stand to reason that each one of those dollars was going to be of lower value because the more of something is, it's just a basic economic tenant. So anyway, the bond market yesterday said no. Rates screamed higher. Rates went much higher, and they, they, the bond market, the yield curve, is starting to tell us that the Federal Reserve is going to need to raise interest rates sometime in 2022 to combat the inflation that's here. And, you, I mean, the Fed will tell you the inflation that might be somewhere in the horizon, but they've missed it. If you hear Jay Powell speak, he thinks that 
it's all different this time and inflation's not here. And I will contend that inflation is not visible to them because they're looking in the wrong places. And by the way, I will make my defense in saying they missed inflation in tech stocks and caused a big boom-bust cycle back around the turn of the century. And they absolutely missed the run-up in real estate from keeping rates too low. And I, again, I don't like to point fingers except where fingers need to be points. And I think those two bubble-bust cycles lie directly with the Fed. The one thing they have on their side this time is the bubble they were inflating by just throwing easy money out into the world was fairly widespread in many, many different assets. And when a bubble busts, like the real estate market, the the worst thing, the, the reason the real estate bubble was just so, so painful is that it was concentrated in essentially one asset. And when that asset broke, if, if there's a bubble in stocks, people get in and out of stocks relatively quickly. So the, the pain might be severe, but at the least it won't, it will be relatively short-lived. When it was in real estate, you know, it takes, I don't know, 60 days, 90 days to even turn around a house. So that made the problem much more long-term. Now, the problem now, the one good thing I see about what the, what's happening right now is that I see bubbles. I think that assets are wildly inflated over a lot of different uh, areas, but I think because it's not specifically in one different asset, and again, you know, the whole theory of Black Swan um, is that you can't see where the problem's coming from, and perhaps I just don't see it, but I don't see this big, huge bubble implosion coming. But what I do see is a bond market yield curve that is telling the Fed right now that, and the U- U.S. government that you cannot continue with these cavalier currency policies or inflation is going to be a big deal. Now, spoiler alert here, they don't mind some inflation. One of the reasons they want inflation is that, you know, remember all those pension problems we were talking about, particularly in these five states, Illinois included, uh, these awful, awful pension problems that we can't dig ourselves out of? If we have some inflation, a reasonable and controlled amount of inflation, they believe they can start paying those people off with cheaper dollars and those problems don't seem half as bad. So they're not as worried about this as I am, but they have some a little bit more nefarious reasonings for thinking so. But anyway, the, the bond market said no. The bond market said we have to figure something out quickly and get this economy humming on its own so that the Fed can raise interest rates and stop this coming storm of inflation. I think it's a big deal. Now, the counter to that, too, is that, I, you know, I live in suburban Cook County uh, outside of Chicago. It's been 100 straight days of COVID-like hospitalizations have been coming lower. So if the bond market is yelling, uh, is yelling at the government to end these lockdowns, you know, perhaps the government's going to listen because the risk to that would be, because, again, if you, if you can't have zero interest rates and you can't have government spending, then the lockdowns are going to be wildly more severe than they are. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of these things on the show. we got some great uh, guests coming up. It's going to be fun, and I swear to God, it's not going to all just be dry finance stuff. There's going to be some other fun stuff, too. Uh, thank you for joining us. You can do magic. You can have anything that you desire. Magic. Grab a good seat and sharpen your pencils. Class is in session with Professor Dan Proft and the Dan Proft Show.